Welcome to the Girls on Tour podcast with Mira Manga. Hello and welcome again to the Girls on Tour podcast, the podcast that interviews inspirational and excellent women all about their adventures in transit. This week, as promised, it's our first Boy on Tour podcast. I've invited an old buddy of mine who just happens to be a rock and roll legend, Tommy Stinson of The Replacements and more recently ex-bass player of Guns N' Roses. Tommy started touring at the tender age of 12, and as the records show, he has seen, done, and drank it all, and that is a gross understatement. A perfect guest for this podcast, then. He was kind enough to share some great advice for aspiring musicians, and we talked about how to stay connected with loved ones on the road, as well as what to do when bandmates go bad. It's short, but very sweet, so enjoy. So I am with Tommy just before he heads back off to America after a wee bash and pop tour in the UK. How did it go? It was interesting. You know, we've only been here, geez, five days maybe? Yeah. I can't even think of when I got here exactly, but um, we've been here five days and it feels like I've been here like four months. <laughs> So the reason I wanted to talk to you for my podcast, which is mostly for women and girls who are touring, is because how long of your life would you say you've been touring? How many years and how old were you when you began? Well, I'm 50 now. I've been touring since I was 12. Oof. And um, <laughs> I've learned a lot about those many, many moons. <laughs> So 12 years old on the road. Yep. What does a 12-year-old do touring with a grown-up rock and roll band? There's the, there's the good question, actually. Yes. Um, when, I, when I was the, the, the wee one in the band, I, everyone was a good seven years older than I. And, you know, I, was, I wasn't drinking at 12 years old and stuff like that. I wasn't doing drugs like, you know, people think. But my brother was and the guys, they drank yeah. and excessively. And so... What ended up happening early on is I kind of had to take on the role of like, you know what, guys, that gig kind of stunk. You guys were kind of too drunk. Ooh. Why don't you pull it back before I call mom and have her buy me a fucking <laughs> airline ticket home? Oh, okay. And, and actually broke down at one point in Ohio where that happened. And I called my mom. I'm like, I'm out of here. Can you give me a ticket or something? I got to come home. Wow. And what ended up happening after that, sadly, was that they kind of pulled it back a little bit. And as I got a little bit older... I kind of more joined the party a little bit. So yeah. there was a period there where, where it was a manageable bit because mm. we were young and we we're just, just starting to tour, you know, outside of the Midwest and stuff. And uh, it only kind of got worse, you know, a little further down the road. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you called the parent card. Yeah. I had to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to go home. And then, like, being a little baby, 12 years old, and watching the, the, these grown men having a great time. Right. What was your perception of it? Like, what would you just see them do? And then how would... Well, I didn't see them actually having a good time. I saw them medicating. I mean, we all... I mean, if you think about it, musicians kind of become musicians out of a, a certain need or, or, I don't know, disconnect from what normal people are like, you know, or normal people's lives. I mean, we... If you know this, most musicians come from a broken place, some kind of <laughs> instability in life or whatever that makes you kind of gravitate towards one, you know, do something different. And music, music has always kind of been that escape yeah. in a way. Um, yeah, you didn't see fun stuff. I didn't see – they weren't like having fun. It was like they're medicating to get over 
whatever troubles they had in their head that were going on that ultimately made us be a band, you know. So 38 years later. <laughs> you just did the math in your head just yeah, now. The, the, the whole conversation we just had, it took to, you know, yeah. subtract. Yeah. But we got there. <laughs> so. What am I going to do for my 40th year in this biz? I just stay alive, please. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. I got a uh, half cup of coffee here. I'll be fine. <laughs> Thank you for not throwing it at me. Um, yeah. So, f- 40 years of touring, we will be 52, right? Yeah. So, we'll have to plan something. 40th year birthday? I don't know. What yeah. Do you, what do you call that? Like, I thanks, I'm glad to still be here party? Yeah. I'm still alive party. And every musician you've ever <laughs> I'm played I'm still with, standing party. Yeah. Maybe we get Sir Elton John to show up and play that song for me. Yeah. And every musician you've ever played with on the stage at the same time. Yeah. Oh, God. So it would need to be like a big stage. Yeah. With all this experience, one of the questions I always ask is, what is your main tip for survival on the road? How do you stay sane? A lot of walking. You know, um, the only thing I know how to do in like in life in general to, to stay sane is I, I walk a lot. I try to keep moving. And the, the rhythm of walking actually helps me to... Um, um, process troubles, things like that, you know, yeah. or, or it helps me also write songs. Like I write all my lyrics pretty much In on motion. a walk, on a walk. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I'm a fast walker. So there's something about that motion and all that, that helps me a lot. It, it keeps my head from coming unglued. Yeah. And I guess because you've toured so extensively, you've walked everywhere. I've walked all over the world <laughs> and it's walked all over me. <laughs> Every single continent has had its way. Yes, exactly. And when, what do you say when the young men or women who grew up listening to your bands come to you for advice about life as being a musician or picking up the reins and like doing their own, you know, carving a niche for themselves? Well, I, th- I think I think we talked about this a little while ago. It's like you got to find out what's going to make you happy, and you got to you got to follow it. You can't just uh, um, accept not being happy as a way of life no. and think that you're going to make happiness out of that. You have to really find out first and foremost what you need and what's going to make you happy. And I think you'll, you know, I've had a few different time different times in my life where I've known. I was good. Like I lived yeah. in Burbank. I was mm. when I lived in Burbank. It was probably my best, longest stretch of knowing and having a sort of stability yeah. mentally and physically. You know, and going to the gym and all these things. Um, that was my best run, and that was a while ago. I'm looking to get back into figuring that out. But I think that you really have to, you know, invest in yourself before you can bring others into your. <laughs> orb okay <laughs> does that make sense it, it, i think that's really good advice i love advice <laughs> that makes people actually stop and stop looking at all the craziness outside and look inside yeah. I, I think that's it's the only place to begin yeah. and um if you guys can hear bumping something is happening in the room next door for which we apologize um and then we were talking about um relationships on the road and stuff because obviously when you tour with a big act you know or you have an album that has been highly anticipated then this tour has just been a week but you've been away for months yeah i I come and go a lot yeah so i've been asking the women that i've been interviewing how they sustain their relationships and how they keep things going and how you you manage those kind of things so 
from a guy's perspective, like, how do you keep that on a level? And, you know, you, you just got to keep your eye on the prize. I mean, if you, if you, if you actually have a relationship that's worth keeping intact, you have to really kind of just not completely just go away. You, you got to leave a little bit there and go back to it. Um, you know, I've had a few crap relationships and I've, I've had a, <laughs> for the most part, a semi okay adulthood. I, you know, got a lot of great friends and all that, but I think that you have to really kind of, if you're going to invest in a relationship, you have to fully invest and know why you're investing and stick to it. Be vested. Yes. That's great advice. Two yes. words. Just be vested. And then just two kind of quick little, little itty bitty tips. You're going to so, edit this down later, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait, there's some stuff you want me to take out? <laughs> you can take out the stuff My about... My gurgling coffee sounds. <laughs> we can take out the stuff about the midgets. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Focusing. <laughs> um, yes, you love music. So whenever I've seen you and you've been touring, uh, you always have your laptop out for like uh, getting ready before a show or like just in a hotel room. So do you have like a quintessential like soundtrack to your touring? Do you have albums that, that follow you around the globe when you tour and travel? Not really. The funny thing is when I go on tour, I really don't listen to music a whole lot because I, I get kind of, I guess, insular in a certain way. I just kind of, and, and you're spending so much time either playing music, sound checking and all that stuff that the last thing you want to do is hear more cacophony. Yeah. Okay. I know the the opposite side of that is like say Paul Worcester, he's always got like music on the background and stuff like that. Um I tend to want to hear um white noise because my ears rings kind of badly, so That's after thirty eight years. Yeah. The collateral damage, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And do you have one item that you could not be without when you travel? Do you have like a home comfort that you bring with you or anything? No. I don't. Wow. <laughs> because because honestly, if, if if anything of import, I want to think about going home to be back with, and that's so that I'm. It's yeah. sort of my moorings are there. Okay. I don't. My little one Tallulah likes to sneak and sneak things into my bags when I'm not looking. Like she'll Aww. put like a little stuffy or. There you was know, a unicorn picture, once, right? Yeah, and little, <laughs> you know, little things like that, or you know, she'll throw some pictures that she's drawn for me. Are there? Yeah, I have some in my bag right now, actually. But um, do you know what that is? A really lovely thing that I'd like to talk about. So the one way you keep connected with Tallulah is with Mister Thummy. Can yeah, that's tell? kind of that's one of our things. I mean, she drew Mister Thummy on my thumb when I left a few years back, and so I'll just explain. Uh, Mister Thummy is. A, a smiley face that's always been on Tommy's <laughs> thumbnail for the past God knows how many years. Well, it's, he's just a little smiley face and he travels around. I take pictures of him doing innocuous, goofy things and, <laughs> um, and I send them, I send the pictures home or I show them her, to her when I get home, Aww. you know, places I've been. And, and it started off as like it was her thing. And I've kind of, I kind of hijacked it to be honest with you because she's moved on. <laughs> but, uh, she's over Mr. Thummy. Yeah, she's over Mr. Thummy, but. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, I will put some pictures up of Mr. Thummy on his travels across the globe. You can find them all on Instagram. <laughs> and I got some some new ones to post, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you even have a Mr. Thummy tattoo now, and he's on your tour posters. Yeah. So that's a really sweet way that you and Tulula keep connected, which I love. Yeah. Um, 
And the final one, and you don't have to answer this, but people always say the question I should ask is what do you do when bandmates go bad? So if you have like an argument or an issue, like what do you do? Do you punch people or do you have like a coping mechanism? I I put them in time out. (laughs) Oh, really? Super nanny rules. <laughs> okay. He's laughing because this is probably really true. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm fortunate now in Bash and Pop that I don't have those issues because I travel with a bunch of really good guys. They're all like, we all just laugh and have a good time together. Yeah. There's no agendas that are outside of our group agenda of just playing rock and roll and just having fun with it. So I don't have that issue. Uh, in the past, I've learned to talk it out. Communicate. You know, communicate. Mm-hmm. God, if you're going to be an asshole to me, you're going to tell me why. We'll talk <laughs> about it. Okay. And physical violence is the last resort. <laughs> okay. Don't go to that one first. I, you know, I don't go to that first. I, <laughs> I, I give it a little time. Okay. Good to know. And no timeouts then? No come and sit on the naughty step? No. Go no, back. Not this tour. Not okay. since I've been playing with these guys. Oh, well, thank you so, so much. Yeah. For doing my wee podcast. Good. And I will stick some things afterwards so you can maybe listen to some Tommy music and get some links. Thank Very you so good. much. Uh-huh. Okay. Thank you, Mira. You're listening to Mira Manga and the Girls on Tour podcast. Oh, thank you, Tommy. You can catch Tommy on tour in 2017 with his bands Bash and Pop and Cowboys in the Campfire. Head to TommyStinson.com to find out more. To see the continuing adventures of Tommy and Mr. Thummy, follow them on Instagram at Tommy Stinson. I am not responsible for anything unsettling that you may witness there. I'd love to invite Tommy back as we had such a brief time and he has so many stories we didn't even get to. If you have any questions or suggestions to pass on, please email me at girlsontourpodcast at gmail.com. That would be excellent. Gratitude as usual to Bill Goldsmith of Radio Paradise, Rodri for the theme song, Abby from AbigailBalf.com for our logo, and of course my mentor, Charlie Moores, to whom I deliver some pebbles with which he erects Stonehenge. Next episode, I interview a guitar goddess who plays in more bands than you have ever even heard of, Charlie Stone. So we'll see you next Wednesday. Until then, happy trails!